Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com. I'm here with Chris Ruffalo and Brian Bittler. As always, Monday morning, May 16th, 2022. We're uh, doing our live show. And of course, just today, just Major League Baseball that I see on the card. Uh, NHL, two game sevens yesterday. NBA, two game sevens yesterday. And uh, well, not everything is always as it appears to be as uh, the Dallas Mavericks kind of put the hammer down on the Phoenix Suns in that game. Now we have the Mavericks against the Warriors, the Heat, and the Celtics. Four teams left, four teams standing uh, in the NBA. And, uh, you know, I think these make for a fairly interesting series, but um, also for a very interesting final. It is going to be a truly East versus West final um, at the worst. Um, East versus Southwest. Um, and uh, other than that, if it's the Warriors that can uh, knock off the Mavs, who didn't look like they were ready to lose to anyone yesterday, um, then it would be a real East versus West with either Boston or Miami taking on Golden State. Um, Chris, any any thoughts here heading into these two series, Dallas, Golden State, uh, Miami, and Boston? Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to write off the Dallas Mavericks just yet. I mean, I know everybody may be jumping on the Golden State Warriors, the team that's been there, done that. But uh, I've always said Luka needs a little bit of help. That didn't stop him from absolutely tearing it up in, uh, in, in Game 7. He got help from you know Spencer Dinwiddie and a couple of other role players. But again, just a dominant performance by Dallas, I think will give him a ton of momentum going into that series against Golden State. And that Eastern Conference Finals is going to be definitely really fun to watch. If you're the Phoenix Suns, um, what do you do at this point? You know, uh, obviously, obviously it was not um, it was not pretty, and there's really not a lot that would um, change um, if they, you know, I, I don't I don't see anything that would that they could have done absolutely differently with what they had to work with. Um, obviously, they're not going to be drafting high. Um, what do you do? Do you do you try and trade one of these guys? Do you, what, what do you do? Uh, I, I don't know if there's anything. Like you said, I don't know if there's anything you could have done in that game. You just had the 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 Mavericks and Luka Doncic was on a mission, and Phoenix. The, it was just it was one game where the shots really were not falling, and uh, you know, the team didn't win sixty plus. I think it was what sixty three or sixty four games for nothing. So. I mean, there's talent there. It's just a matter of actually, you know, executing in the playoffs. Trust me, I know all about a team that can't perform in Game Seven. So, but, uh, they they got to the finals last year, and you know, they they just stumbled this year. Like I said, in a game where nothing nothing really fell for them. So, I don't know if there's anything they really need to adjust. It's just a matter of executing when called upon. Brian, to me, the odds look a little tight in this Mavericks Warriors series for the series. I thought that Golden State would be minus four hundred ish. Um, to win this series, see minus two thirty, Dallas at plus one ninety. Um, my guess is if you want Golden State, you got to get them now, um, because if they come out and win Game One. This will be minus four hundred. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I think if you want to be back in Golden State this series, now is the time to get on them because those odds are just going to get worse. Uh, <clears throat> and if you're a Dallas Mavericks backer. You know, if they lose that uh, first game, you're going to get better plus plus money odds with them. But definitely, you called that game yesterday. I had a horrendous day, and I, I didn't see the Suns losing that game. But 
Just today's a new day. Got to move on from that. I was just shocked at how bad the Suns played. It happened. I was, I was, I was shocked at how bad the San Francisco Giants played. But you know, it's that's sports and that's sports betting. I mean, teams come out, they get absolutely wiped, you know, and then the next day they, uh, you know, they come back and you know look like world beaters again. You just never know, and um, you know. It just counts as one. Thankfully, you know, whether you lose by half a point or whether you lose by, you know, 35 or 50, um, they all they all register up the same. And, you know, unfortunately, on the win column, unless you've got, you know, an alternate run line or something, you know, they they pay the same. But um, when we look at the Heat Celtics series, the Heat big, you know, fairly reasonable dogs here. And what I believe is is where all of the value has to be. Because the Heat um, had the better record during the during the regular season, the Heat are the home team in this series. They are plus one forty five, and where the real value is, this is this is this is the value of this is the the, the bet of the century, which is almost scary good. The Heat plus one and a half games at minus one thirty. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean I you want to give me money? I'm, I'm lining up. <laughs> I don't know about giving. Maybe that plus one and a half sounds like a gift. That's what I'm saying. Plus one yeah. and a half at minus one thirty. It's it's yeah, a gift. Exactly. It's a gift. I think it's a seven game series. I like Boston. I think they take the first game, but well, the Heat are uh, just so much tougher, um, and they just have they just have so many more options, and that's why they were the better team all season. And um, you know, the thing is, is that Boston is going to be the more popular team, the more public team, and you know that's what we're seeing here. It's just a lot of public pressure on them. Um, they're certainly, you know, they certainly are beatable, and we saw the Bucks do that to them. And uh, you know, Chris, I was going to say. I mean, you also mentioned you know getting plus money over the course of the series for a Miami team that does have home court. They're six and zero at home in the playoffs, and. Defensive rating of 100.6 points per 100 possessions, the best of any teams in the playoffs. So Jimmy Butler doesn't court. have to score a point in this series. Yeah. He does not have yeah. to score a single point for the Heat to win. But for the Celtics, those guys all got to do it. You know, it's like that's the big difference here is the Heat have way more options, way more options than the Celtics do. They're just a way more complete team. I mean, they've got, you know... They're, they're stacked. They've done it with much less, and the coaching edge is, is you know, it's, it's not even close, right? I mean, it's apples and oranges. No, it's not that much of a oh, big it's, blowout. It's, I mean, the Miami gigantic. is the best coach in basketball, but Boston's coach is no slouch either. I mean, well, you got a guy that, got you got a guy that, team playing. you got a guy that can take you to the mountain and not get you to the mountaintop. When you got a guy who's been to the mountaintop several times, he's done it with, with great teams. He's done it with okay teams. You know, he did it with this team with a lot less than what they have now. And it's like, I mean, I, I just don't see how Boston, I, I, I would say it, for me, the, the, the bets are the heat plus the one and a half is an, you have to do it. I don't love the, the minus odds, but I'm getting a game and a half as, as insurance there. I mean, that's it that you have to bet. You know, and then you know you can you can go into the heat for the series, and then go on the reverse. And I think four two heat is is definitely a, about right here. 
I mean, me personally, I think I would take that plus one and a half, like you mentioned, but I would play on the Celtics. Well, you're, you love the favorites, you know, so it's like. You're, I know I don't like the favorites. You've been, you know become this favorite. favorite. I'm just saying this, that's how me personally. You've kind of become like a favorite guy recently. Kind I think become. the Celtics win the series. I think they take game one, and I think if you want to bet Miami, you wait past the game one, and then you'll get a better odds. You think, you think, do you think the Celtics go into Miami in game one and bust up the heat? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Tough. Very tough. Not going to happen. Know. We'll see. Not going to happen. I haven't made my determination of who I'm going to be on, but as of right now. I'm Jason Tatum chokes in the big games. Okay. That is, that is his resume. <laughs> Jimmy Butler plays big in the big games, and Tatum chokes in the big games. That is his resume. That is what it says. That's the book. You know, he's not shown anything to show that he can get his team across the finish line. Ever. And look at all the comments in, 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 in the chat. And that tells you everything you need to know. The world is on the Celtics here. And the line really, you know, shows that. The books aren't going to give away money like that. No chance. No. No, the books aren't going to give away money. But there's plenty of people like Miami, too. Um, well, apparently not nearly as many that like Boston. <laughs> Now, do you think there's going to be a spot to maybe take extended lines here? Because you look at the three meetings in the regular season, all three blew out the spread by at least double digits. Yeah, I, like Miami, I, I Miami think the way the Atlanta. Heat in the series alternate line, I think they win this one 4-2. Yeah. I, think, I mean, even like a game-to-game basis as well. Because, I mean, look at what Miami they, Miami also beat Boston on the road. They were getting five points and won by eight, so a 13-point margin, so... How are the Celtics better when the Heat had the better record? That's a, in the a, second half of the season. The first half of the season, Boston was was uh, Miami was missing half season. their team. Jimmy Butler oh, missed like major amount of games, and so did Lowry. So did Bam at at Bayo. These guys all missed major chunks of the season. It's like the Heat and the Heat finished with a better record. With they never had a complete team the entire season. They're gonna destroy them. It's no, like look at what they look at what they've done in these playoffs. Quietly, quietly destroying it's be a teams. Fun series. I think it'll be a war. I think a bloody knuckle affair. I think first team to one hundred type games should be fun to watch. The Heat, the Heat have won. You know, no, it's two series so far in the playoffs that they busted them up. It's not one series. The Heat have won two series. And they've crushed them. And the thing is, is the reason why they're not getting the airplay and stuff like that is because their series are one-sided and done. You know? It's like that's the only reason they're not getting, getting the recognition in the media, you know, on, 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 on you know, crosses because their games are over. There's nothing to promote anymore. It's like, this, <laughs> it's like there's nothing to promote. What are we going to do, promote a, a game where they're going to slaughter somebody? It's like Philly. I mean, remember the Philly series? Oh, my God. Philly got the two games on them, and that was it. <laughs> it was like, all right, you guys had your fun. All right, we're, we're, we're done with you. They went into Philly for game six. Oh, Sixers. You were on the Sixers in that one, too. Busted them up. I mean, no doubt it. Well, it right? didn't help that Embiid missed, the, missed some time. Jimmy Butler issue. missed time. Um, they all missed time, man. These guys all missed time. They all missed time. Sixers are nowhere close to as good as these two teams, but I'm just saying I, I see Boston win this series. But 
I've know. been wrong before, like yesterday, five times. But I don't know. I just uh, I think when we look at, I'm trying to find the Heat's record over the last 35 games and the Celtics' record over the last 35 games to see, you know, if this what everyone says the Celtics finished stronger, which they didn't, um, you know, holds out. And it doesn't. What's the record in the second half of the season after the All-Star break? That's what I'm trying to find. I believe the Celtics are. I think the 35-game sample size would probably be bigger because didn't they have a late All-Star break this year? Yeah. Yeah. So the Boston Celtics were 17 and 5 after the break and the Heat were 15 and 8. So, not that big of a difference. And and considering the Heat sat their players at the end of the season, you know, too. So, uh, a lot of Victor Oladipo at the end of the season too. So, um since the All-Star break, the Celtics do have the best record, but it's not like this gigantically better record. It's two games better. And the other numbers are really not that, that big, that not better at all, to be honest with you. Looking at them head to head here. These are all out there, though. Anyways, we got NHL as well, Chris. Um, Two game sevens go down last night. There's two more series. What are these series? Um, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you. So, uh, well, first off, those two game sevens last night were both outstanding. Both went to overtime, and uh, now you set up interesting matchups. You got uh, Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary. First time they're meeting in the playoffs since '91. Um, you got Battle of Florida, the Lightning, and Florida, and the Florida Panthers going at it. Uh, St. Louis and Colorado, which I think is the best series of the four that are that are going to be going on, and uh, the uh, the New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes, two teams that were slugging it out for the Metro Division title down the stretch. So I don't think there's a single bad series in the bunch. Not that there really would be in the playoffs. But so what are the series again? It's it's Tampa Bay, Carolina, Florida, Florida? Tampa Bay, Florida, yeah, Carolina, uh, Calgary. The Carolina and the Rangers. Oh, so there's so there's there's four series. Yeah, we're NHL. Only all right, in the second so round now. all right, so they're only in the second round. Okay, yeah. I thought I thought it was like I thought it was like the NBA. That intrigues me more. Seems like a lot of a lot of warm weather teams here. You know, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, non traditional hockey teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, then you have well, I mean, the, the warm weather teams. Yeah, there's there's a lot more than you'd expect, but. Still five teams that are sort of in the Midwest to, to, to Canada, so. Interesting. I think, I think, all, I think that Edmonton-Calgary series is going to be a war. It's going to be absolutely, if you like physical hockey and like two teams that just don't like each other, playoff hockey's intense as it is, but then you get those two teams against each other. Oh, boy. So what do you think about these series, the Florida-Tampa Bay? What do you think of this one? I'm going to steal one of our old lines. Tampa Bay can suck it. I'm holding that out based on spite. Uh, I think I think 
for seriously though, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning have a good shot to upend the Panthers because obviously they've been there and done that. But Braden Point got injured in Game Seven. I'm not sure of his status for this series, and he is a big contributor. He's led the NHL in goals in the playoffs for the last two seasons combined. So if he can't play, that's a massive loss for a, for a Panthers team that can really, really light up the scoreboard. I, I probably think that Florida wins that uh, wins that series, but I, I think it could be another marathon. I think it could be seven games again. How about this uh, Hurricanes versus Rangers? That I mean, the Rangers. I give them a lot of credit. They um, they did play well over the course of the season. It's a Rangers team that I thought was still a year or two away, and they put up fifty plus wins this season. The Hurricanes are probably going to get the benefit of the doubt because they won all three meetings against the Rangers this season. But depending on the series price, I could maybe look at at uh, New York plus one and a half on the series, and maybe even to win the series. I think uh, Igor Shesterkin, if he can really get his feet underneath him in net for for uh, the Rangers. He might be one to watch because I don't know when uh, Frederick Anderson's coming back for Carolina, and he's he's their top top option in the, uh, in that. So we got the Colorado Avalanche um, taking on the uh, St. Louis Blues. You know, the Avs kind of the team of the '90s, right, in the early 2000s, maybe. Um, St. Louis Blues, of course, traditional hockey power. Um, what do we got here? What do you think of this one? I think this is where this is a series where I think all the value is going to be. A lot of people were on Colorado. Colorado, excuse me, was a trendy pick to win the Stanley Cup this year because they're you know a young team with a lot of power. But the thing is, for me, uh, St. Louis, a lot of times in the course of the regular season and in times against that series against uh, the Minnesota Wild, looked like the team that won the Stanley Cup three seasons ago. And I think they really flipped the switch when they switched to Jordan Binnington in net instead of uh, Vili Husso. Bennington was instrumental in, in St. Louis's playoff success three years ago. I think he's going to be instrumental here. I'm going to look to probably back the Blues a lot in this series because you already look at game one. Colorado, a minus 227 favorite against St. Louis. So I'm probably going to look for, for the Blues a lot for value here and probably the uh, the over. I think there's going to be tons of goals in this series. How about the uh, Edmonton, Calgary? These two teams do not like each other. Um, these cities do not like each other. And... Uh, well, I expect to see a lot of penalty minutes in this one. And uh, Connor McDavid, you know, 10 assists so far in, 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 in the first round. Four goals, 10 assists. Um, might be a little bit of a crybaby, but still um, kind of getting it done here. And, uh, you know, for Calgary, the big win last night. You know, the thing is, is they did get the win. They did dominate that game um, pretty much statistically. But at the same time, they were gigantic favorites in this thing. Did you know? Is it is it a a credit to Calgary for for getting the win in a game seven, which is a game seven, right? Anyway, you slice it. But I mean, you're a, you're a one to two favorite in this thing. You should come out and bust them up at home, you know, as well. So I mean, there's both sides of it. Of course, uh, you know. The hats off to the Dallas Stars for for even getting to a game seven in a series that many had them getting swept. Yeah, you know, personally, I had that game, that series going seven or at least six. But uh, I think the Calgary Flames were lucky to win that game. Honestly, John Edinger, the goalie for Dallas, was standing on his head last night, and uh, he just—it was just uh, a nice shot by Johnny Gaudreau that found that found the back of the net in that game seven. That's why Calgary's here. I think they you know they had plenty of chances to put the stars away, and that was a hard-fought, uh, hard-fought series. 
I think for this series, I think while you would normally think that a playoff type atmosphere between two rivals would trend to a lower scoring defensive style, especially, like I said, in the playoffs, these two teams like to hurt each other, but they also like to hurt each other on the scoreboard. And there's still a lot of talent on both sides. Like you mentioned, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl had, I think, 55 goals this year. Calgary's got Gaudreau, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm. These are two top, like very stacked offensive units and some questionable goaltending too. So I think I'm going to look at the over a lot in that series. I don't know if I can really nail down a side just yet personally to win the series. So I remember um, when I was living in Chicago and they played the Boston Bruins in, in the uh, NHL finals and there was a game that was nine to eight. And um, it was uh, just, you know, it looked like the all-star game. It was like just back and forth. It was so fast. And um, they asked, um, God, who was the Blackhawks coach? It was Quinville, Joel Quinville. After the game, they said, what do you think about your goalie, you know, allowing eight goals in the game? And he said, well, the other guy let in nine. So we're we're good, (laughs) you know. And, you know, the way you described this series, it seems that maybe we'll see one of those games in in this as well. You know, one of those. I mean, I don't, I don't. I was going to say, I don't know if we'll see 9-8, but uh, I think 5-4, I think 5-3 five, five, definitely in play. You see the totals listed at 6. I wouldn't be surprised if one gets up to 6.5 at some point in the series, but uh, but yeah, I think I think there is a ton of high-scoring games on the horizon. 2013, let's see what the actual score was of that game, because I know nothing about hockey, but that one was... Um, sticks out. Yeah, it sticks out. It was... All right, it's close. 6-5. No, that can't be it. It was more than that. 6-5. It was what, Chicago and Boston, you said? Yeah, I think it's 6-5. But it seemed like it was more than that, though. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. Brian, what are you selling today? Nope. I got my uh, re- my bounce back three pack, my three best bets in baseball yesterday. Just a, took a uh, pounding yesterday, but I'm going to bounce back like I usually do. Love the card today. Even though it's smaller, there's definitely some value on the card today. How about you, Chris? Yeah, got back on track yesterday and uh... – and look on a look on a build build on that today. My uh, MLB triple play thirty nine ninety five, three favorite plays on the uh, on the uh, the card for Major League Baseball. And uh, if you want a fourth, you could hop on something long term. Whether it's just me or someone else, part of the two for one capper deal. Great value at Pick Dogs. All right, I have just my my top play up there right now. I have a few other plays I'm going to add. Struggling these mornings, I'm telling you, it's just crazy times. But I will get those up. Um, shortly, nothing starts until tonight, so we're all in good shape. But I'll have at least three picks. I really, I it's a small card, but I really like it. I really like today's card. Did wasn't seeing it so clearly yesterday, um, as I was getting pounded with the San Francisco Giants, and that one just looked like a, you know, in hindsight, just a sucker bet all the way. It's like the thing is, I love the Rangers on the run line. You know, I just love that one yesterday. And uh, I gave it out as a premium, and it wasn't. I didn't give it out as the big play. It was like, but that was the play, you know. That was the easy one. That was the easiest play on the board. They put Tanner Howe in. It was like, oh man. 
when the White Sox didn't show up yesterday, that really irritated me. I thought Kopech would. I don't know. It's just a letdown, Chicago yesterday. Let they beat the Yankees. It happens. Anyways, we move on. Today is a new yep. day. And, uh, that's welcome to the world of sports betting. You know. The sure thing is never the sure thing. And Los Angeles oh, Dodgers sure you know, even got a win yesterday. So miracles happen. Let's see, we go to today's They didn't cover the run line, which is another run line loss for the Dodgers. Got the Marlins up against the Nationals and the Rays against the Tigers. Chris, what do you think of these two? And I think this is where let me make a couple run line plays. I like the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line. Detroit, you know, they have a, a pitcher going Alex Fado, but I, I don't trust him against this Tampa Bay lineup. That is the better lineup. And uh, Detroit's struggling to hit righties this year. I think they're 28th in batting average. So I'll go, uh, I'll go with the Tampa Bay Rays there. And I lean towards the Marlins on the run line. I like Sandy Alcantara. I think he's the ace of this Marlins rotation. I just don't, uh, I don't trust Aaron Sanchez, but this is a bit of a hefty price for, uh, for the Marlins. Yeah, I just I think it's just uh, I think it's a little little too big for me as far as the Marlins go to play it. Um, I think the Nationals plus the one and a half is is the play in that game. Um, a bitler it on there. For me, in the, that grouping of two games here, I'm going to take uh, uh, Miami Marlins, but I'm going to lay it at minus two and a half. Yesterday, Astros got done on that alternate run line pretty easy. I'm not comparing the Marlins uh, to the Astros, but with Alcantara matched up against uh, Sanchez, so a big-time pitching mismatch. I could easily see a 3 nothing, 4-1 to type game. So I'll lay the two and a half with the Marlins. And uh, in that first game, uh, Fado, Hopefully I pronounced his name right. He's 2 and 1, 172, 0.83 whip in the minors this season. Seasons before that, he struggled in the minors. I think they can keep the Tigers and keep it within the Rays within a run. I'll take Detroit plus the one and a half. I think you're laying about minus 110. Marlins 0 and 4 as home favorites in it, on the run line. Um, but a big pitching mis- mismatch here in that one. Sanchez wasn't bad last time out. Seven five eighty or eight. We go to uh, the next set of games, and that's going to be the Orioles taking on the Yankees, and the Blue Jays Kikuchi up against the Mariners with Flexen. I guess it's six Mariner players not not available for this series. I'm not sure who they are. We should uh, find out who they are. Um, any idea, Chris, who they are? I don't know. Anyways, Brian, what do you think of these three? These two. In these two games, I'm going to take the Baltimore Orioles plus the one and a half here. And Orioles seem to play the Yankees tough in Baltimore. And uh, Severino, he's, I don't see him dominating Baltimore. Orioles have had trouble scoring runs. Uh, but I think this game could stay within one. And then uh, Toronto and Seattle. I like the over eight and a half. Uh, Flexen, not as good as he was last year. He's susceptible to the beginning. And Kikuchi, he can get hit at any time. So I'll take the over eight and a half there. Mariners will not list the players that will not be available. 
Yeah, I, I only saw a couple on the injury report that were sort of long term. Yeah, they um, will not list them, which is uh, fair. You know, Toronto gets this unfair advantage. Um, I, I think that uh, I think it's only fair that they shouldn't have to list what the injuries are. I think that's great. Yeah. What do you think of these two, Chris? Yeah, for these two, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with the Yankees. I, I like Severino, and I just think that uh, he gives uh, gives the Yankees a bit of an edge there. And we're not going to get. Uh, I, I I I think Kyle Bradish has a future with the Orioles, but I just don't know if it's going to be just yet. I think the Yankees get this one by a couple, maybe five to three. So give me the uh, give me the Yankees on the run line, and I, I'm with Brian. I like the over in that. Uh, that Mariners-Blue Jays matchup, Chris Flexen, like Brian said, hasn't been what he was last year. And obviously the Mariners know what you say Kikuchi brings to the table. They know what this guy throws from his time with the team. So, yeah, I like the over eight and a half there. I think that gets to double digits. I uh, I like the Orioles here, and I like them plus the one and a half. But I also think they're worth a take here on the, on the money line. These teams have played six times this season, and the games have actually been fairly close. And when the series was in Baltimore, the Orioles took two of those two of those three games. Um, the, the other part of it is is that um, you know the Yankees have now been on the road for a while. So you know once you get on the road for a while, you kind of you know your, your clothes are getting wrinkled and dirty, and things are kind of you know. Just you've been on the road for. I'm sure the Yankees don't have to worry about that. I'm sure there's someone that does all the laundry for them, has it neatly folded and put away for them. Um, so Chris, uh, if, all, if all else fails in your life, you can always become the Yankee underwear folder. Anyways, um, we've got. Uh, I, I think that um, Toronto has an unfair advantage over Seattle, and Seattle, like I said, is also another team that's been on the road for a while now. And uh, I don't love flex, and I, I like the Blue Jays in that game too. Uh, to get it done. I like them on the run line as well. And uh, we'll go to our next game, and it's going to be the Metropolitans up against the Cardinals. Odd that Trevor Williams is favored here against the Cardinals team that dominated the the, uh, Giants last night. And then we've got the Red Sox against the Astros, who are also favored for some godforsaken reason here. Once again, doesn't make neither of these lines. These are the ones that you say, something looks funny, you know, on both of these lines. Because the Mets are playing terribly. They were dominated in that series by Seattle. And even the game that they won, they were way outplayed. They, got, they were lucky to get that win. Brian? Normally, I'd be taking the New York Mets in this spot. It just looks odd. But Miles Miklos has been fantastic. 3-1, and one, one four nine ERA. Cardinals are coming off Sunday night baseball. But Trevor Williams usually doesn't pitch more than three or four innings. I'm going to take the St. Louis Cardinals here. It just looks like the right play. If it's it's a if it's a sucker play, they got me on that. One. Chris, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going to sort of go the sucker road too. If they got if this is a trap, I hope they got a net that can hold a lot of weight because I'm going to fall for it because there's no way I'm passing up plus money with the Cardinals with Michaelis on the mound. Like Brian said, he's been lights out this season, and Trevor Williams, you know, a 5.79 ERA over the course of a uh, over the course of uh, over the course of the season so far, an opposing team sitting 357 against his fastball. So I, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Cardinals there, and I'm going to go with the Houston Astros. I think we're starting to see Garrett Whitlock get get chipped at, chipped away at a little bit. And while I'm not a Jake Odorizzi fan, the Red Sox just have a hard time winning at home. They're four and nine at home this season. So give me the Houston Astros on the money line there as well. Yeah, 
Love the Astros here. The Red Sox 0-5 oh, in the favorite role. Um, just, they're not a good team. You know, they don't deserve to be favored. Um, and uh, once again, the bullpen was in action yesterday, so they're going to be used up again. And when their bullpen starts to look tired, this team loses in bunches. And um, that's what we're going to see here. I, I, um, I, I like the, the Cardinals here. It looks fishy to me. The line all the way. Trevor Williams, I don't care if he pitches four innings or 20 innings. He still stinks in my book. Um, you don't get those jobs with the Pirates and the Cubs. You know, they don't just give those jobs to anybody. You know, that's, those, those are reserved for very special people. Trevor Williams is one of those guys. <laughs> I believe he came up with the Pirates, so he had, right? so he had no chance, but the Cubs picked him up. So I could, you can make that case for the Cubs. The Cubs, the Cubs generally pick up pitchers in situations like that from within the division, guys who pitched well at Wrigley. But actually, Trevor Williams was drafted by the Marlins, so he did not come up with the Pirates. He was just, that was his, he first appeared in the majors with the Pirates. With that 7.82 ERA, welcome to the majors, Mr. Williams. (laughs) 4.07, 3.11, 5.38, 6.18, 5.06, 5.73. These are like Gretzky, you know, assist stats, you know. It's like for, you know, for playoff games. It's like five points. You ever, like the old, like, I played Sony PlayStation like 30 years ago. And it's like, they would have like the announcers and they would have like, um, you know, like when Gretzky would score a goal, it's like, and the five-time NBA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just go on and on and on and on and on. So kind of like Trevor Williams has that kind of resume, but not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way at all. This year, five appearances, one start, two losses, 5.73 ERA, 11 innings. This is Trevor right here. 11 innings, 16 hits, nine runs, seven earned, two walks, nine strikeouts, and a bomb. That is Trevor Williams. That is him. No wild pitches. No wild pitches. Yeah. He's not good. We call it we call that in the business, no bueno. We move on to the next set of games. Trevor. Got the Cubs. Speaking of Cubs and Pirates, they're playing each other. Cubs Pirates. Um Cubs, Pirates, and Brewers, Braves, two playoff teams from last year. Brian? I think that first uh, in the Brewers, Braves, I'm uh, going to take the Brewers, Freddie Peralta. I think he's looked serviceable last four starts, starting to get back into Peralta form. Uh, Braves off 11-inning, extra inning game. They just don't look right this year, Atlanta. I'll take the Brewers at home. And then the Pirates, it seems like a very good value play. They always play the Cubs tough. Dylan Peters opening up in that one. And Wade Miley, I don't know where they pulled him off the trash heap, but I like the Pirates there. Chris? Yeah, I like the Brewers in that game as well. But uh, I, I like Peralta. Like Brian said, he's starting to really sort of turn it around a little bit. But I'm not reading too much into the Braves' struggles right now because they were a second-half team last year, and they, I think that could be the similar case this year as well. But uh, Ian Anderson, I think he's starting to, to fall off just a little bit. Uh, I, think, I think Milwaukee takes uh, game one behind a resurgent Peralta here. Yeah, Peralta's pitching well. I just I don't love this game. I just think there's so many other games on the board that are less competitive than this one, you know, with decent odds. So... 
I think Ian Anderson is, I know Romanelli really hates him, so it's like I'll, I'll go with guilt by association in that. We go to our next set of games, and we go with the Rangers taking on the Angels and the Royals and the White Sox. Brian? Yeah, White Sox suck. I'm off of them for a little bit, at least for one day. I think I'm going to take the Angels with Syndergaard. I know the Angels are the hot team, but I just don't know how you can pass on Syndergaard and the, the bats of the Angels at a semi-decent price here against Gray, who hasn't... I thought he might do good with Texas, but he hasn't shown me much of anything. Chris? Yeah, Brian and I are on, on the same sort of wavelength for a lot of these games today. I like the Angels as well. I'm just a Noah Syndergaard fan. I'm, I'm simply anti-John Gray right now, and Syndergaard's starting to look more and more like the uh, the pitcher that he was when he was in his prime and with the New York Mets. It looks like he hasn't really skipped a beat that much, and he's got the hotter offense behind him. At a reasonable price, minus 140, not bad at all. So Yeah, but we had, so stuff. yesterday, yesterday we had the Red Sox at minus 135. I couldn't even tell you who was pitching against the Rangers. And here you have <laughs> the Angels who have been red hot, 24 and 13. The Red Sox are, what is it, crappy. 13 and 19, I think. Right. Crap, so a crappy losing record, right, with the Red Sox who are 13 and 21, actually. And, um, you know, the Red Sox are thir- eight games under 500, so there were seven g- games under 500 going into yesterday's game. Here they were, you know, trotting onto the field in Texas. I mean, this was ridiculous. Oh, actually, they were dogs yesterday. They were, they were minus. They were minus. Well, Martin Perez was the yeah, favorite. They were, yeah, it was, about, it was about even, though. It was minus 110, minus 110, you know, in that game. And then here you have, though, uh, you know, Syndergaard only minus 140 there. I don't know. Looks looks fishy to me, too. I don't know. Everything after yesterday looks fishy to me. <laughs> really does. Those books, it's almost like they don't want you to win. Um, Who's starting for the White Sox today? I don't know. I still have TBD. Now, like Keller, that Royals continued, White Sox uh, continue to lose. Kansas City team that the White Sox traditionally beat up on. Yep, I'm still showing undecided. They've yet to make a decision. They've decided not to make a decision. Or the Forrest Gregg, I made that decision because it was my decision to make. Okay. Good story. Got, uh, I like the White Sox in that one. Did you go, Chris, on these? Yeah, I did. I like the White Sox here against the Royals. I think no problemo. They always wipe the floor with the Royals, and the Royals are not a good team this year. Um, Got, uh, I like uh, like the Angels in this one. I'm just a little skeptical um, on it. I think maybe Rangers uh, first five type thing. I don't know, or under first five. Not really sure. Yurfi is is my favorite bet. How about that Yurfi in the Cardinals Giants game? At least I got that. <laughs> you know, I got crushed in the game, but it's like at least I had the Yurfi. You know, it's like I saw some I guy like out there. I saw like some that. guy out on Twitter like, oh, super statistician capper. You know, with like sixty thousand followers. Love the Yurfi, and I was like. <laughs> 
down the Yerfi. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Twitter is a great place to find really horrific handicapping. Like really, really bad. Guys with like tons and tons and tons of followers. Like horrible. <laughs> I mean, just hideous. Love the Nerfy. They love, love. The Nerfy is like the Twitter capper, you know, badge of honor. I hit that Nerfy. Yeah, one out of, you know, whatever. That minus 190. <laughs> My favorite is when you see the people that change their name to hashtag Nerfy God or something like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> I got like... The Twitter people are like so mean, man. I got some guy named Jake Faulkner. He says, to, he sends me a private message. It says, how does it feel to be public enemy number one? I don't even know what the hell that means. You fraud. That's what he says in the, in the thing. I don't understand it, right? How am I, uh, I'm a fraud because I sit here giving out free picks. I, I really don't even understand this. But what, how am I public enemy number one? If I'm his public enemy number one, well, that's a good thing. But I don't even understand it. Any, uh, any, any, well, at any, least you're number one in something. Yeah, I am. Numero uno, baby. Top dog. Public enemy number one. <laughs> There's what, nobody better. What does that mean? <laughs> How does it feel to be public enemy number one? I don't even know who the hell you are. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really. I mean, your Twitter picture, if that's you, I mean, seriously, dude. It's like <laughs> coming from you. It's it's a very strong compliment. <laughs> like if I'm number one, who else do I have to ask? Jake Faulkner, East Carolina University, public. Oh, that's the issue. Yes, is that's you think that's issue. really? Because I never really said anything bad about East Carolina. Matter of fact, I we, like East. Yeah, that oh, court. That, I didn't love that quarterback, but he wanted some money. You know, it's like I don't. I have no idea. A lot of these people that hate me on like the the Twitter and the social media is that there is a common theme. And that is that they ask to be handicappers on the site or something of that nature. And I say, no, or like they, you know, so it's, it's always something like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's 99% of the time. It's something like that, you know? So I don't know. I don't remember, you know, cause this guy is like, I don't know who he is, you know, but it's like, he sends it. They send me the private message on Twitter. It's like, um, if you send me a message like this on Twitter, here's the, here's the deal. I'm going to get it three weeks later. If you send me a message on Twitter, a private message, the chances are I'm going to get it in three weeks. That's your, that, it's like, it's, 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 it's faster to ship at UPS. I don't know. The U.S. Postal Service is pretty slow, so you might Pony get that. Ex Pony Express. Oh, like the Canadian mail. Rufalo's Christmas cookies. Oh. It's like. Christmas cookies, yep. <laughs> Started on them. They were good, but they were in pieces, and I got them in March. So. Yeah, no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bubble wrap. I, I complained I didn't get any this year. Now yeah. <laughs> he took me off the list. <laughs> it's like okay, you didn't get the Christmas cookies. Not uh, this year, uh, I didn't. I got nothing. You're on the list there. Yeah, the I list. got nothing this year. S list. Yeah, I see. I, I saved it. I saved it for when I met you in Vegas, and I brought you the, the coffee crisp. Got nothing. I call it nothing. <laughs> I got. I was taken off the list. Anyways, um, yeah, I just thought it was so weird, man. It was like I, because I, you know, I check the messages seriously, like once every three weeks. So I look, and there's this guy. He says, "How does it feel to be public enemy number one?" Question mark. 
you, you know, just the you fraud. I don't know what I'm the fraud. You know, that to me, that's always the question. The scam and the fraud. I, I never really understand those. I need, I need the, I need the, uh, I need the fraud for idiots version. <laughs> you know, it's like I do not know what you mean. Scam. I need scam and fraud for idiots because I do not. What? So the scam is what that I spend. I don't know, eighteen hours a day providing free content through two websites, a YouTube channel, and live shows. Uh, is is that is that it? Probably. I don't know, $2 million out of my own pocket a year to, to provide this. I, I don't know. <laughs> Is that the scam? Because it, it ain't working for me. <laughs> it's, it's really not a good one. And I, I, guess, I guess they're right. I do suck. I just suck at it. Uh, public enemy number one. Don't even think about RuPaul. I own that one. The, my favorite is still the Ron, enter lying scamming tout Ron. <laughs> the guy's a boy scout, you know? It's like Eagle Scout, lying scamming tout Ron. And it's like his feelings were hurt because the guy said that. I'm like, it's, it's like, how could you not laugh? I mean, how does that not provide the entertainment? Oh, man. It's so funny. Anyways, we got <laughs> number one, public enemy number one. It's like if some guy on a YouTube channel is your public enemy number one, it, time to examine your life. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's really, you know, it's called hit the little X in the corner. <laughs> Smash the thumbs down, hit the little X in the corner. It's that simple. Trust me. I do it all the time. A's versus twins. A's <laughs> twins, Rockies, Giants, and Dodgers, Diamondbacks. I've gotten like a, I don't know. It's like I just get doozies of emails. Like I have people that are like the psycho of psychos, you know, emailing me. I have a, this one guy. I have a couple guys that use these fake names. This John Sweet, he uses like he always uses these <laughs> fake names. And it's always like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got someone's music on something. You guys, can you guys hear it? No? It's on my side. All right. Oh, here it is. I got it. All right. It came from like something on my on my screen. It was like a commercial or something. It was like, it, you know what it was? Uh, I like the way you work it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about this guy is he probably tries to do the thing where he shows up in the YouTube comments and flips the cappers' names. Like, it would be, like, Bovon Jerts or something like that. I don't know what if it's... Do? I don't even know if it's... That, I don't even know if this guy does that. I have no idea, but it's just, like... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He tried to flip Romanelli's name. He was trying to... He no, what this guy does, what this do what this John Sweet does, he's in Ohio, yeah. this guy. What he uh, does okay. is he buys picks and then charges us back. So he's blocked, you know, from the site. You do it once, that once. You're a thief, right? Yeah. So he's this guy. John Sweet is just a thief. I mean... And then he, like, calls... And then he writes in to complain. Like, I can't get my picks or whatever. It's like, number one, you didn't buy any picks because you're blocked from the site, right? Because you're, you're a scumbag. We should, you know, it's like ridiculous. All right, Chris, let's get to these last games. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. I, I like the, uh, I like this the San Francisco Giants. This is my life. I, <laughs> I like the San Francisco Giants here. Alex Wood, 
Uh, you know, he's he's had a bumpy patch, but he seems to have sort of righted the ship a little bit. And he was he faced Sensatella in this same matchup uh, in San Francisco, just just in their last respective starts. And Wood came out on top. The Giants came out on top, nine to two. I I was gonna play the over here just with Sensatella on the mound, but now it's up to twelve, and I think that that's sort of pushing in, in uh, into no play territory for me. So I like the Giants there. And I like the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tony Gonsolin, for me, just not a minus 233 pitcher. I get it why the Dodgers would be favored, but they're going to get favored based on that that name brand, that bias. And I'm not buying it. Madison Bumgarner's pitched fairly well for most of the season. And uh, plus 195 for a guy that knows, knows this Dodger team, I'll take my shot. So, Charlie Blackman on the Rockies. You think he's done? Or do you think it's time to just, like, trade him to a contender at the trade deadline and let him finish out his career because this guy hasn't gotten a hit or he hasn't had a multiple hit game in, I don't think, all season. I think it, for, for Charlie Blackman, you're starting to see guys like Connor Joe step up, CJ Crone step in, and he just hasn't been able to sort of keep pace. And like you said, it's well, it's kind of magnified the issues that, that Blackman's had this season. Should he be traded? Potentially, maybe a change of scenery would be good for him, but I don't know if the fans would love that. He seems to be Mr. Colorado Rockies, so I don't know. I um I read the comments, but but I'm we're not um we're not like a uh, you know we have premium picks, we're giving out free picks, all that other stuff. It's like you're not even a supporter of our channel for three bucks a month, so we're not gonna just sit here and just you know random just be your free pick pitch doesn't work that way we love you guys we love giving out the free picks but it's like we're not going to sit here and just you know let you you know random fire cater to catered free picks it's like it doesn't really work that way it's like you know we love all of our audience whether you're supporter level you pay nothing or or you know support our channel but it's like at the same time it's like there is a limit we do the best that we can do Brian? Yeah, I think in that grouping of games here, I'm going to take the Rockies and Giants to go over the 12. That 12 number doesn't really scare me off because I think Sensatella can give up enough runs to get it to the over. Uh, Alex Woods, nothing special. Giants just coming off of a Sunday night baseball game where they gave up a ton of runs. I can see it going over 12 here. Just a, a, a lean here to the over. Um, I like the uh, I like the Twins here. I'm not a Chris Archer guy, that's for sure. But the A's are so bad; they're terrible. I mean, this is the worst they've they've been. Um, if they were an NFL team, you would accuse them of playing for the draft choice. Um, All right, public enemy number one. I also like Madison Bumgarner here against the Giants. I just think he's pitched really well this season. If you look at his numbers, they're really good. He has like a he has like a um, killer ERA, and the the Dodgers are falling to pieces. The Dodgers are negative money. You bet on the Dodgers every single game, Brian. How much money have you lost? Probably enough. That's if you bet a dollar on the Dodgers, if you bet on the dollars, a dollar on the Dodgers, how much money do you have? Every game Zero. Of season. 
minus $2.66. You're in debt. <laughs> At 21 and 12, nine games over 500, you've lost 2.66 units, almost 2.7 units. At nine games over 500. You know what we call that, Chris? What do we call that in the Tell business? Me. We call that a tough way to make a living. <laughs> very, it is a very hard way. That's what I've said this from the beginning of the season. Everyone ragged me, Dodgers. Here we are, 31 games in. You could already see it. Nine games over 500. Down, two, down almost 2.7 units. That is a ve- it's very, very hard to win 65% of your games and lose money. I mean, it's 50, what is it, 52.3% or something if, if you're playing regular juice, minus 110s, right? It's 52% you need to hit. So it's like, I mean, having to hit, you know, 65% and still lose money, oh, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a tough, tough day at the office out there. All right, pretty exciting. You're going to do parlays today, or are we going to just skip it? I got a parlay for you. I got the Baltimore Orioles, plus one and a half, teamed up with the Pittsburgh Pirates on the money line, and then I'll round it off with the LA Angels on the money line. Chris, any parlays, your fees, or your fee parlays? <laughs> I was going to ask you about the your fee, but I'll give my parlay first. I, I like the over between the Mariners and Blue Jays. The uh, Houston Astros on the money line and the Milwaukee Brewers on the money line. Yurfi in the Orioles-Yankees game. Yurfi in the Blue Jays-Mariners game. And, of course, the Yurfi in the Red Sox-Astros game. <laughs> Love the I'll tell you, that, that Twins A is you could have Yurfis. <laughs> not, not a Yurfi, Yurfis. A lot of them. Anyways, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, it's been fun. I, I am public enemy number one, fraud, a scam, and whatever it is. It's like, unfortunately, the poorest execute <laughs> those things. Aren't those supposed to be a profit deal? And, I mean, the thing is, it's like I know everyone else in this industry, and if, if any of them ever really had, had the opportunity to stick their face in front of the camera, and even some of the guys that do, for, if they ever did it for an extended period of time, it's like and had the guts to stand out there, and you guys could to take some shots at them. Oh, man, <laughs> what, you, what you would really find, you know, is, is, would be horrifying to you. Um, and these guys can attest to it. I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but I'll just tell you, they can and uh, anyways, keep it real, guys, man. I, I do the best I can, except when it comes to scamming and frauding. I'm just, I'm just not good at it. Hmm. <laughs> so it's actually, <laughs> my accountant's going to be like, so it's just, it, it, where, that? You know, it's like, isn't this supposed to work the other way around? <laughs> I was going to say, it's like you see that meme where it's, what is it, from Narcos, where Pablo Escobar's standing in an empty pool, contemplating life, and you just see Mitch wondering how this scam artist thing works. Yes. <laughs> the, the, like, so the betting tools, right? The betting tools, like the guys, my, my partners, they, they wanted to have like the betting tools to have like a good segment of them free. And then have like a deluxe edition of the betting tools, kind of like the best of the best of the, of the betting tool stuff to have under a pay tab. And I said, no, right? I said, it has to all be free or whatever. And it's just like, I mean, believe me. It's like, I'm a, I'm, I, I, I miss it. I, I have no idea, man. 
Anyways, it's funny. So I would love to. I would love to hear what it is. Stink at it. All right. Thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. Um, your feet till the wheels fall off. <laughs>